Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. morning from New York City. Keyshawn J. Will Max presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Harry Douglas, Bart Scott in with you this morning. And I mean, how many ways can we say how bad the New York football giants are? And it's not even an on-the-field issue anymore. It's everywhere. It's everything. How bad, how much, you guys both played in the NFL for a long time. You guys played when the Giants at times were good, in fact, won Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. How far has this franchise fallen in both of your eyes as just, I mean, I don't know, in respectability and credibility and anything? Like, how, how far has this franchise dropped in, the, in your eyes? By the wayside. Mm. That bad. I mean, they've been bad for a long time now. This isn't new news, right? No, they, they, have, they, they have the worst record, you know, in the last five years, and that includes the Lions, that includes the uh, Cleveland Browns, right? You know, I think they're they're struggling with culture. They're struggling with, you know, a, a long-term plan. And like, listen, we, you know, they're hiring people that's talking about moving into the future by getting one computer, right? And, <laughs> and, and, and they have to change the, uh, the way. Like, it's... It's one thing to, to say, okay, listen, this is how we do things around here, but sometimes you have to evolve those plans and evolve with the times. Society in the, in the game of football, the athletes are changing. You have to adjust with it. You have to move with the times. And I feel like yeah, they're still stuck in dial-up, right? They don't understand that we got 4G, 5G, that we're moving in a different direction. And they're stuck with their old ways. They always hire somebody that has some type of connection with the team. They, they, you know, that's why they brought Gettleman back. You know, and, and, and going out and trying to do something different. If you do the same thing, you can expect the same result. And they think they can gather this magic and come back, and it's just not the reality. This is a team, when you think personnel-wise, should not be where they're at, right? You know, this team is much better than the Lions, right? This team on is – On paper. But, right, on paper, right? But they, but they play down to the competition. They, 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 they lack focus. You know, you talk about Joe Judge, you know, you know uh, Timmy Toughnuts or whatever you want to call him, right? He's not – that message isn't getting through. It isn't getting through. I mean, what, tough nuts? Hey, Mark, I, I think they – you, you, you hit it right on the head, man. <laughs> they, they, they have to start stepping outside the box, right? You, you can't think inside the box all the time. Um, but wait a minute. But, with, I, but just I, with but that, you, but with but that I, in mind. But let me say this really quick, though, huh? Because they hired Jason Garrett for, to be offensive coordinator, who a lot of people thought was the problem – in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Make that make sense to me, huh? Does that even make sense? Well, they, they hired a guy who was a head coach because they hired a guy who's never coached, been a head coach at any level of football in his entire life. Not even a coordinator. And <laughs> so that, that made them feel like we need somebody that's done the job before. And, of course, that was oil and water because that wasn't Joe Judge's hire. That was the ownership hire. That's part of the problem. But, but here's the thing, though. With a franchise that tries to stick to tradition, and as you guys both say, they, they kind of stay, you know, like, like you said, Bart, they keep doing the same things. They're they're dial up in the in the world of five G. But the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of they stick to tradition, but their tradition works. You said something, Harry, earlier in the show, and and Bart, you mentioned something just here when describing the Giants, and it's the word culture. Oh. It's it's the Ravens going forward on on two point conversions and twice in three weeks and failing, and yet the Ravens are still considered that team that with all the injuries, everything they've been through. Culture is what gets them through. Culture is why you trust what they're doing and why, even though you disagree with it. 
The Steelers, we keep trying to throw dirt on them. But every week they find a way, somehow, some way, to be competitive enough to just stay alive. Even though no one believes they're going to do anything this year, they just stay alive. There's certain franchises that have that word culture, and it works. Joe Judge was brought in to reset the culture of this franchise, to get it back to the days of this was a tough, hard-nosed team, and it was all about their defense and everything else. And yet they have, as you both said, one of the worst cultures in the sport. How do you fix culture? Where does it start? Uh, it starts at the top. It starts at the top. Well, it, is that you mean the front office top or higher than that? Um, I think both. You, you you look at the Ravens organization and Bart, you played there. It's a reason why they're in the thick of th- things year in and year out for numerous of years, right? And it starts at the top um, with their owner. But then you see how long it was with Ozzie Newsom was the GM, yeah, right? Now and, Eric and, and now the cost is there. Cost been there. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So, and then you look at John Harbaugh. You see the consistency mm-hmm. from ownership to general manager. Okay, another general manager. He's no longer there uh, by choice. And then the cost of another guy who was in in that organization. Now he's a general manager. You still have the success. And then John Harbaugh is there doing his thing over and over again. One thing I can say is that. Every player that, that that comes to that Ravens organization, tell me if I'm wrong, Bart, mm-hmm. has the utmost respect for John Harbaugh. Absolutely. Has the utmost respect for DaCosta and Ozzie Newsom. The way we do business. Like, listen, I, I go over there right now. You know, Manny is still there making the eggs. Val is still up there, you know, um, you know, handling the phones and making sure that everything is good, man. It's consistency. Yep. And they know what a Raven is, right? And for some reason, we forgot – what a giant is, right? The Giants used to always be built with a tough defensive line, tough offensive line. They had discipline, they were physical, and now they've just missed on a, so many picks that it's you know that that they're diluted, right? So they go out and they try and spend a bunch of money. They bring guys in like Galladay. They go in, they bring Blake Martinez in. They go out, they make a bunch of trades. That that that's a sign to me of desperation. And when you look at the Ravens, they never panic. When they're in a the draft, they don't mind moving back because they know and can identify this guy may not be able to play for you, but he can play for me. Like when you look at the Ravens, like they continuously find guys that play at a high level, right? Have you ever heard of Zadarius Smith? I didn't before he got there, right? They find them though. Exactly. They find them boys, man. Oh, wait, like, oh, couldn't play dead, right? Talk about a guy that couldn't get sacks in college. Well, he's been a good player because he's got coached up because they know what they're looking for. In their right? culture, yep. They, they mm-hmm. don't know how to identify what a modern-day giant looks like. And they've missed miserably. And it, that falls right on the hands of the general manager because when you can't pick players and you're picking that high, you damn sure can't miss. But we, we who's that fourth-round draft pick? The, the only person we could say we were talking about Slayton. Like, Slayton was the guy that they found. Like, who do they find? Right, like I, I'm looking at the, the highlights of the Ravens. Who had Huntley on their list as um, <laughs> best backups available when he was coming out of the draft? But they coached him up. Before that, who was it? Tyrod Taylor. Right, nobody ever really knew what Tyrod. So they know how to coach. They talk about teachers. Joe Judge say he was going to be a teacher. He was going to bring in teachers. These are one of the most undisciplined, dumb players ever. And people assume because somebody coached for the Patriots that they know what the hell they're doing. Um, stop me when a, a Patriot assistant has had success outside of New England. And okay, you, and, you, and you can't say and you, and people can't say Mike Rabel because 
He wasn't an assistant. He played for right. Bill Belichick. He learned how to but coach he wasn't other, a, Ohio State. Right. Facts. Right now, 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 Brian Flores has had a nice run here with the Dolphins over the last couple. I of mean, weeks. to be continued. Yeah, yeah couple no, no, weeks. I, I, couple I weeks. It. He was on a hot seat. I get it. He was no, on a hot one and seat. seven, and they were they were talking about moving him out of there, but they have they have turned it around. I just wanted to point that out. But you, again, Joe Judge brought in to change the culture. Joe Judge brought in because of a connection to Belichick, who again uh, has his but, DNA at, but he with, wasn't the, with the football giants. But yeah. Alan, he wasn't. He was, he was, he was, a, special, he was a special but, teams coach. But that, I have no problem with that, right? Whatever. Special teams coach John Harbaugh was a special teams yeah, coach I, too. Yeah, but but the thing but the thing is, he wasn't there when the when the culture was being set. So he came in after the culture was set. So like he doesn't know, you know, how to. He don't know how the sauce is made. He don't know how the soup is made because he wasn't there when it was made. Right, so he, he I, I can see that Romeo Cornell was there when the sauce was made. Yep. Right, Charlie Weiss was there when the, when the sauce was made. Right, and Bill O'Brien to a certain extent was there when the sauce was made. Like he came there when everything was rosy, when everybody with the Patriot way was already the Patriot way. But he don't know how the Patriot way got developed, so he comes here and he tries to be, you know, the tough guy, you know, condition all that type of stuff, and he doesn't have the respect of the team. You can tell they don't respect their coaches. They don't believe they don't have an unwavering, you know, belief in what they're doing. Because listen, this team has too much talent on it to not be able to be this bad. They should be better than this. And it gets worse. It gets worse. As you mentioned, it starts at the top. And the giant franchise giant fan base, of course, they they hold their franchise, they hold their team to a higher standard. In New York, the largest market. The very mo- the most popular team and and of course the most successful would be the New York Yankees. Yeah. Number two is the New York Giants. There is a, that's it. Number two is the New York Giants, and so when you have that in this city, your expectations are always higher. And so you've now gone through with only one playoff appearance, and that was the Banana Boat Crew thing that that disaster in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. All right, that that's your only playoff appearance since you won a Super Bowl. That's it, and you've been a laughing stock since 2017 with the worst record in the NFL. And so with that, you would think you care about your fan base. But what happened yesterday with the Cowboys of all teams in town at MetLife Stadium, which is arguably the worst, ugliest stadiums in the NFL, would you say? I mean, it's just it, it looks like one so, of your air conditioners outside your it's house, a, it's right? A worse, it's the worst $2 billion ever it, spent. It is just a, a brutal place to begin with. But on top of that, apparently, they had Fan Appreciation Day. And as it goes, they thought one of the things they want to do is give their season ticket holders a, a free a free drink. It's actually a free Pepsi. No, make that a free medium Pepsi. Medium? Not a large, but medium. How much with, ice they putting in there? Oh, the whole cup is filled with ice. Not a free meal. No. Not a free meal. No, but it gets better. Apparently, it was not for every fan that went to the game, but just for season ticket holders. But wait, it gets better. It's not just for season ticket holders. Robin, Peter, and Peyton Paul. It's whoever owned the account of the so season they get ticket. It, so they get a tickets away. So, so Bart, but Bart, if, if you and I, if we had four season tickets yeah. and it were in my name. It's just that one person. I get the soda. Oh, that's 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 that's. And that's sharing it. So we sharing it. That's that's trash, man. That's that's, tr- that's trash. Man, they, I would they would have did better. Do. They would have gave me some juice boxes. Man. If I'm John Merritt and I'm in a <laughs> meeting and they're like, "Hey, this," so what are we going to do on fan appreciation? Oh, we're going to play some videos. We're going to do this stuff, and we're going to give we're going to give all our fans a free a free drink. Give them a drink. Whoa, 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 whoa. let's make that a medium. Let's make sure we're not getting crazy and guys aren't getting larges and extra. Now, let's make sure, like, we give it to everybody. How about just the season ticket holders? Give me a Pepsi free. You want a Pepsi, pal? You're going to pay for it. 
No soup for you. <laughs> Back to the future. I mean, that's 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 where we get. That's that's where we're at. So I need to hear from from Giants fans on this. Eight 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 say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six on the Doctor Pepper call in line. If you went to the game, is how like what was this about? And if you went through this and tried to get this Pepsi and were told, no, 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 these are only for season ticket holders. Is your name on the account? Like, I need to hear this story <laughs> firsthand. You got to verify that your name's on the account. They, what happens if you do all that this? and you miss the game? But, uh, I, I, th- I thought they would have did better just, like, just giving everybody who's a season ticket holder, if, it, if they're going to do it, just that person that's on the account, like have, the, have a jersey or something and have the players, certain players sign a certain amount of jerseys that right. you give them. But – uh, a Pepsi? I can go buy a damn Pepsi <laughs> by myself. I don't need you to get. A, a you, know much, you know how much the Pepsi is in the stadium? That's five dollars, dog. But I'm just saying. Though, I'm talking about. So that's I, the gift? I'm talking about when I leave. I can go buy me a Pepsi anytime I want to buy a Pepsi. Something, I'm gonna need something in the Pepsi after watching you score six points. You gotta put some rival. yak in. You gotta put some yak in that Pepsi, man. But something. You still drink brown? A hot <laughs> don't, don't, put my, don't put my secrets out there. I told my wife I stopped. But, <laughs> but also the fact that you had a. You had a lot of Cowboys fans in the building. Were you trying to make sure the Cowboys fans weren't getting this free drink? Who cares? Somebody went to your ugly-ass stadium yeah. to watch a football game. Thank you for coming and giving us business. Why would you do this? Yeah. It's embarrassing on every level. If you're an owner, how do you approve of this? All of it. It's just it's pathetic, but it just Tragic. goes in line with everything that's happening with this franchise that is supposed to be a flagship franchise of the NFL, an original franchise. Yeah. Been there from the beginning. It's supposed to be part of the standard of the shield, not a laughing stock. That's what it's been. That's where we are right now with yeah. the Giants, emblematic of where they are at this point. Oh, we do have calls on this. Pat, should we go to these calls right now then? Yeah, let's do this because Toby in Connecticut wants to discuss. Go ahead, Toby. Hey there, guys. How you doing? Good. I just wanted to complain about the Giants franchise and how John Mayer doesn't know how to run a successful organization in the 19th century, let alone the 20th. <laughs> We're actually the 21st, but okay. Yeah, my <laughs> point exactly. There's <laughs> so much nepotism going on, right? Because he, he doesn't have football guys. Well, the whole family's decisions. in that organization. You got the yeah. family in there, and the family needs to be fired. They need to step back and just be owners and quit trying to find a way to get little Timmy a job and let him you know, come up and make football decisions like he has football acumen. You need football guys in football positions so that you can make sure that you can build a team and understand how to build a team. Because this is sad, right? Because when New York teams are good, the league is healthy. Right, and the team, the, the the league isn't healthy right now because the, the, all the teams in New York have been an utter disappointment. Uh, how about this stat that that really blows my mind? So since the start of the 2017 season, the Jets and Giants are combined 43 and 113. 43 say, say again? and 113. The Jets and Giants. I bet I'm you. not sure if you put both rosters what? together, you would have a competitive team. Like that's where we're at right <laughs> now. Both New York teams are brutal. But the Giants, it's a different standard for that franchise, and that standard has been lost. Kyle in New York wants to talk more Giants on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Kyle. There's a funny story about the last time I went to Giants Stadium, 2011, the year we went to the Super Bowl. They were giving away a 25th anniversary cup. I got the largest size beer I could get. <laughs> I asked the guy at the concession for a second cup because I was afraid I was going to spill it. They give me a second cup. Five minutes later, I get swarmed by security. They told me I had to pay for the second cup. And then they they took it back from me when I was on my way to the seat. So that's the type of fan appreciation you're getting 
And it's no wonder that the product on the field is a mess, and it's been that way. So I just want to share that with the you The crazy guys. part is that they Thank did you, that after they gave you the cup. What? Like, that, that that's the part that's blown. They gave you the second cup. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're getting some, get down, get your ass down, get on the ground, put the cup down. How do you feel? Though, as, what like, in the world? Do you guys even hear about this stuff as players? And when you do, I mean, you both played for, Not me, you know, because I played for yeah. very respected owners. Right. and. They wouldn't do things like that. Yeah, and when I, Mr. And, Arthur Blank and Amy Adeshrunk, no. They, and, and when I when I when I played for the Jets, they were so happy that they were winning. They were giving everything away. Yeah, <laughs> what you want? Hey, hey we, they were just spending money. They're making it rain. We, we going to Sizzlers. We going to Sizzlers. That's what it felt like back in the day, man. Keyshawn J. Will Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Commercial insurance through Progressive protects your business and your dream. Choose from over thirty coverage options at progressivecommercial.com. All right. Let's play contender or pretender. Let's bring in Pat Costello to handle the festivities. Pat? I mean, it's not really that festive. It's just basically it's, festive. A, it's kind of festive. <laughs> uh, contender or pretender, whether you think these teams uh, can win a Super Bowl, basically. So, Harry, we'll start with you on this one. The Cardinals, are they contenders or pretenders? Pretenders. Um, and at one point, I actually thought this Cardinals football team was going to be able to make that leap. But now that I see they're trending in the, the direction that they went last season when they went in that little spell um, I think it was, I'm not mistaken, maybe in, well, they just, I think they only won two of their last, like mm. six or five, six or five, six or seven games last year. Huge impact, no D-hop too, right? That yeah, just that's, takes that's, a- it's huge for this football team right. because he's the guy you can just throw the football up to, and I think their age is starting to catch up to them at certain positions too. Mm. Bart? Oh, I'm supposed to be, oh, I thought I didn't know how the game went. Usually, you're supposed to explain the rules. Yes, I think they're a pretender, man. Uh, Listen, hear the rules part. Uh, talk on the air, please. Thank you. <laughs> you mean dead air isn't a good thing? But I tell you, I tell you what, man. I don't think they're a contender. I thought they were until I saw them get physically punked. And you got to be a physical team right now. You look at the teams in the NFC. I think you know they 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 they, they match up well. But it depends on what team is going to show up. I don't think this team has a lot of grit. I think when it gets hits in his face, they don't respond well. And I, I need a team that because. In the, in, the, in, the, in the playoffs, you're going to go against a team. You're going to be down. you got to show what you're made out of. And it looks like they're just front-running right now. And I, I think they, they're missing the leadership of J.J. Watt. And I think, you know, ultimately this team is going to fall short of their expectation. All right, Pat. You didn't want to say anything on that? I did. I said D-Hop. Yeah. Missing D-Hop is a big, big loss for them. All right, we'll start with you on this one, Bart. Uh, Titans, contenders or pretenders? I tell you what, I mean, it all depends on if King Henry can come back. Because if King Henry comes back, he's going to have fresh legs. and He's going to be able to be able to limit the possessions in the game. He's a guy that's going to get stronger. If he's healthy, they're definitely contenders. I don't know, Julio Jones, Harry Douglas' friend, said before the season, he was talking about how he's not injury-prone, how that was like he was going to have a full season. He's in and out of the lineup too much for me to trust him to put stock. But if King Henry is there, that makes that defense elite, mm-hmm. that makes that offense elite. So that makes him a contender with an asterisk. I think we can skip Harry on this one. I think we all know what he's going to say. No, you don't skip me on this one. You come to my di- my direction. Thank you, Pat. Um, I'm going to go with contenders just because the simple fact I love their defense. I love, love what their defense present. Uh, at some point, they will get Derrick Henry back, the best running back in the National Football League. Yes, I said that. Do you have any end. intel? Do you have any intel on this, though? You, you're closely connected. Can you tell us if Did you Derrick think? Did Derrick Henry go to Europe? Will will go to be? Europe and get the rest uh, welcome. There are no loose lips over here. Really? Loose lips are sealed. Hmm. So if I, if I said to you, I don't think he's going to be back for the playoffs, would you tell me? Would you just get, blink twice if I'm wrong? May the Lord be with you. 
That's why cra- that's that's why how crazy – them understanding that, it seemed like they would play with a bigger uh, level of desperation, understanding how important it is for them to be able to get, be the first seed and get that first-round bye mm. so that King Critical. River can come back. And that was, that was pivotal. And that's I what Harry they said yesterday with, before they the game. With, they didn't play with that sense of desperation. Like, like they understood it was still on the line. You know, I don't know. And they may come back to haunt them and, and bite them in the butt. Okay. The oh. Indianapolis Colts, Han, we'll start with you. Contenders or pretenders? Oh, they're contenders. I mean, they're they're one of the hotter teams now. They just quite, I feel like too when you're talking about Jonathan Taylor, it's something that I'm hearing former NFL players in the media talk about, but not enough media talk about when it comes to MVP and this team. This team has quietly moved its way up the rankings to a point now where they can actually push not just to make the playoffs, but make some noise once they get there. That's what I like about this team. But I think the conversation has to move on from – we need to start listening to the former NFL players in the media about Taylor and his impact on whether he could be an MVP and his impact on winning in Indianapolis. They wear you down, man. I, the only pause I have is Carson Wentz. I mean, that's the wild card. It's like, it's like they, they went in in spite of him. Not they sure. asked him to do so little, and he still continues to let them down. Now, listen – you know, I think that, you know, Jonathan Taylor, this defense is elite. The defense can carry you along because they turn the ball over, but they have playmakers at every level. They have the ability to get to the pass or turn the ball over. They got guys that can play in space at the second level. You know, Carson Wentz is the only thing that, that causes pause for me. So I'm going to say yes, but I'm not super confident about styles make fights, and it depends on who they get matched up with. Yeah, I'm going to go with I think they're contenders with the simple fact that I love their offensive line. Offensive line and defensive line. When you get to the playoffs, it's all about your, the, the line of scrimmage, the trenches. And I think they can do a good job on, on both of those sides of the football, offensively and defensively. Bart, you just mentioned Carson Wentz. He is the one wild card in this all. Hmm. If they can contend, it will be because Carson Wentz is playing a brand of football that we haven't seen, um, I'll say, prior to coming to the Colts. It's amazing that he's become a game manager. Yeah. He's become that guy now. And uh, after everything he's been through, of course, the contract that he has. All right, COVID issues all over the place, also in the NBA. How will the league handle this moving forward? We'll discuss next. Keyshawn J. Will Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM, Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Welcome back. KJM presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Alan Hahn, Harry Douglas, Bart Scott in for the guys this morning. And let's go to the Goodyear Hotline. Adrian Wojnarowski, our ESPN NBA senior insider, joining us right now with a lot of news in the NBA, and you wish it was all about what a great lineup it's going to be on Christmas Day, but unfortunately that lineup might be compromised. Woj, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? So where are we right now between the league and the Players Association? As we know, they've been talking. You've been doing the reporting on this. How they're handling these this uptick in positives to a point where there's a lot of teams that are, are without many players and might be for several games. We've seen some games being postponed uh, already, but I'm sure the league wants to avoid doing that on a larger scale. What's the latest on the development of replacement players and what the two sides are agreeing to do to get through this? Yeah, you know, essentially, you know, the replacement players, I think for the teams, the biggest part of that is that they don't have to pay luxury tax. Um, and the, the salaries with these hardship exemptions don't count against the cap. And teams were, you know, having, you know, essentially like a Brooklyn, you know, almost $500,000 a player. And they, they want to incentivize teams to bring players in so that they can avoid situations um, where teams don't have the eight players or ha- don't have enough players um, to be able to go out and, and uh, not have a game postponed. So I think that's, the biggest part of it for the teams. And, you know, I think, you know, the testing starts up again on more of a daily basis for a lot of teams, probably not coincidentally on December 26th, the league is trying to get <laughs> to those Christmas day games without having uh, teams, um, you know, gutted really. And I think, you know, ultimately for the league, a lot of this is going to be built around, their appetite to, you know, be testing players who are asymptomatic. I mean, essentially, people, the question people keep asking is, could they just let? Will they just let asymptomatic players yeah. who, um, with the virus play? And the answer to that is they've been doing that all year by not testing players who are vaccinated. We know that there have been players who um, have COVID, who have. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, who've been playing because the teams aren't testing. What's happening now is when you're seeing the rash of, of players lost and positive tests, it's because teams are testing now. Once you get one player in or two players positive, now you've got to start testing everybody else. I mean, yesterday, you know, we reported Trey Young tested positive in Atlanta. They had not been testing because they didn't have any players in protocols. So now if you're Atlanta, you worry that what's happened to everybody else, New York, Brooklyn, uh, Chicago, Sacramento, is as you start testing other players, 
you're probably going to get some positive tests. Is it a legitimate opportunity or chance that the league could have to shut down to try and get control of this virus? I mean, there's a chance. They, they certainly want to avoid doing that. Remember last year, listen, the economics of it, they, it is a big part of it. There's no question. And, you know, last year when games were postponed, they could, they didn't, they didn't remember, they didn't schedule the second half of the season last year. They waited to see what postponements they had. And then they, they scheduled the second half of the season this year. It's already scheduled. They want to avoid the taxing of players physically, the back to backs, having to squeeze in a bunch of games at a tighter window because for every game you don't make up, you know, there's a financial consequence to that. Um, right now, the league's goal is to not have a pause. And that's why you're seeing, you know, that's why you're seeing there's so many G League players in the NBA right now. And, you know, you're turning on games and going, I don't know who that is. <laughs> you know, who is starting in my team's backcourt? I've never heard of these guys. There's going to be more of that. And they're going to do everything they can, uh, you know, to, to not have a pause. Um, but, you know, again, as especially when we get to that window from December 26th um, after Christmas through January 8th, when they're testing um, at a much higher clip, you're going to see more positive tests and you're going to probably see teams with, again, more G League players coming in to try to just stem the tide until uh, they get guys out of protocols. Oh, let the roller coaster ride begin. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to touch on the Brooklyn Nets a little bit. Um, ultimately, what what led to the decision for the Nets to bring back Kyrie to play in, play in road games? I mean, ultimately, I think a combination of these factors of, I mean, they've got 10 players in protocols now. Joe Harris has been out for, you know, s- several weeks with an injury. The minutes that Kevin Durant has had to play, the taxing physical, the physical taxing on him that they worry about, James Harden, the minutes those guys are playing, they changed course. And they said, ultimately, we are trying to win a championship. And at the beginning of the season, we looked at it and said, we don't, they didn't feel great about what that would mean for team chemistry to have Kyrie Irving unvaccinated, unable to play home games, just playing on the road. And ultimately, they looked and said, we need, we need him, even on a limited basis, to ease the burden physically on our players. And if we are going to have players in and out at different parts of the year, um, it helps us to win a championship by bringing him back. You know, so I think they knew there'd be criticism for changing course on this. But ultimately, they know they have a tight window in Brooklyn. They have both Kyrie Irving, James Harden, potentially free agents. Uh, they've got Kevin Durant right now in the prime of his career playing at just an incredible apex, and they want to win. And I think ultimately they're going to be unapologetic about it. They're going to be judged on whether they won or not. And so they're bringing Kyrie back. Yeah, and you're saying, again, stories like this are going to happen when the league's going through what it's going through right now. Woj, you've been tweeting like it's free agency with all of these announcements, but unfortunately that's a sign of the times right now. I'd rather talk trades with you, but maybe we'll do that the next time we get the talk. Thanks so much for the time, as always. You got it, guys. Have a great holiday. Okay, again, Adrian Wojnarowski. Brought to you by Goodyear. With you for every mile on the road to greatness, Goodyear. 
more driven. So coming up, let's get back into the NFL conversation. Let's hear from uh, a coach perspective on the decisions made by John Harbaugh at the end of the game uh, uh, with the Ravens in an opportunity to go to overtime. Once again, tries to go for the win and takes the loss instead. That's coming up. After first, I tell you about, of course, the NBA. Yes, because the annual NBA on Christmas Day, Christmas Day tradition continues with five of the best gifts anyone could ask for. A star-studded schedule starts at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on ESPN with the Hawks taking on the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Over on ABC, the Celtics square off against the Bucks, followed by Suns Warriors. Then on ABC and ESPN, the Nets battle the Lakers with the day capped off by the Mavs clashing with the Jazz at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Pacific on ESPN. What a Christmas Day NBA lineup. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Takes the snap, rolls right, throws for the corner of the end zone, knocked away. They were looking for Andrews at the pylon. The Packers are up one with 42 seconds remaining. Just going to try to get the win right there. You know, in, in overtime, I think our chances of winning right there were a little bit higher than in overtime. Felt good about it, felt we had a good play. And I, I don't have an issue going for for two, but they did it after the wrong touchdown. For all the guys that are down for the Baltimore Ravens to play that type of game. I'm sure John Harbaugh's thinking, you know what, let's go win the doggone thing right here, right now. Uh, Welcome back. Sexy uh, uh, it's uh, like, that's his, is that his walk-up music? Mondays. Is Mondays. this his walk-up music? <laughs> He's got to get his earpiece in so he can hear it. Alrighty. We almost got to leave the track, just run here for a minute. Let him get plugged in, and I will tell you, Keyshawn J. Will Max brought to you by DraftKings. Sign up with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Use code KJM for a free shot of millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs this week. With your first deposit, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Rex Ryan joining us right now in studio. And, like, you're a baseball guy. You like baseball. Would this be your walk-up, like, you know, your walk-up music? No, dude. Come on, listen to this. I don't know what what mine would be. It'd probably be, uh... oh, gosh. 
<laughs> we had to play it again. Rene- Renegade? No, I'm just playing. We no, hate yeah, that. No. <laughs> it would be something, but I couldn't say it. You know what I mean? There's, there's a thing about uh, my my little stuff I used to play all the time was Pressure by Queen. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Get Me Right for the Game. And then there's a song. There's a group called Accept. And Fast as a Shark. And you play it. It sounds like a little circus music coming up. And then all of a sudden, boom, it hits. It explodes. Go out there and listen to that one. Fast as a shark, you'll thank me later. I'll put that on the playlist on the ride home. I might get a ticket, but that's all yeah. right. <laughs> so, all right, Rex, as I said to bar, you yourself too, you have, you know, you have purple, Ravens purple in your blood. So you watch Baltimore. This is now the second time in three weeks right. that John Harbaugh goes for it at the end of a game. His explanation remains that we just felt like it was the right thing to do at that time. Do you watch it with some frustration as, like, do you remember the movie Tin Cup where he just kept, you know, yeah. going for it every single time instead of, you know, t- playing it safe? Do you watch it and just kind of nod like, I know what he's doing, I get it, or do you watch it with frustration thinking, why, just get the tight, just get the overtime, you could win this game? Yeah, no, I think initially I knew he would go for it. I mean, it's, it's just uh, that that's who he is, that's who this team is. And John knows his team better than anybody. And look, this team shouldn't win a single game. They're playing with half a roster. However, in that moment, they had taken momentum completely back. They had scored like the last 10 points or whatever it was, and you have the world's greatest kicker. I I think I would have at that time said, no, let's just kick it. Mm -hmm. Momentum had totally shifted. Now, the week before, all right, forget it. They had all the momentum. You couldn't stop them. As Bart and I used to always say, can't stop a nosebleed. Uh-huh. Well, that was kind of what it was. So you weren't going to stop Pittsburgh. But you had actually stopped Green Bay the last two possessions. And so I kind of wanted them to, to do it. Now, look, my brother's coaching uh, linebackers there and all that. So I watch every single bit of it, you know, where it's like, oh, my gosh, oh, here we go. But even if you're going to go for it, the play was awful. Like you, that little sprint pass, and I don't care what people say on it. You have you have a quarter of the field to throw to, yep. and you've been killing this young man. Had been killing him in the drop back game. All right, so let him sit back there, let him create, and if if the guy's there on rhythm, let it go. Yep. If he's not, let him create. He had been killing him that way, using his legs, and then also keeping his vision downfield. I thought Huntley played outstanding, yeah. and and I would have liked to have seen him uh, have that opportunity. And the other thing is everybody talks about analytics. Let's do this. Let's do that. Well, look at the analytics then. If you run sprint out, you're outside the pocket. you got a 36% chance of of hitting it. If you stay inside the pocket, you have a 53% chance. So go ahead, analytics people. Take your shot. Hey, look at Coach. (laughs) A a better person couldn't came and and sat beside me today because – Damn. Everything – relax, Bart. <laughs> Not personal, just business. <laughs> You're saying everything that I've been trying to tell people since last night. The momentum of that football game the Baltimore Ravens had. And I just wanted them to kick that field goal and take it in overtime because everybody was like, well, okay, what if Aaron Rodgers get the ball? What if the damn Ravens get the ball first? Right. They can go down and score in the game. And then you have Justin Tucker, so you basically know you have three points. Mason Crosby this year – has been up and down. You don't know if he's going to make a kick or not. Yeah. He, it used to be to a point to where he, he was going to make a kick, but now it's just up and down. And as far as the sprint outs, I went crazy this year watching Ole Miss in Arkansas. And Arkansas go for that two-point conversion and run that same damn sprint out, yeah. and it was not successful. I was back in, in Bristol with Jason Fitz and Scooby McGezza cussing, 
fussing at the TV saying, why in the hell would they run that play? Because you're basically helping the defense out. And then you have your tight end who's not normally lined up outside. And I love Mark Andrews. I think he needs to start in the discussions of top tight ends in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. But you don't put him out there where, where he's not uh, used to being. Yeah, you don't put him out there and do that. It, it, Make the defense guard the whole field. You're already at an advantage, a disadvantage, because the defense has the goal line behind them to help as an extra defender. But I want to ask you, Tom Brady. Tom Brady and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, since he's gotten there, he's won in, won in, uh, he's, lost, he's lost four games against the Saints. Should be five if the Saints offense uh, wouldn't have turned the, the playoffs. Four. Exactly. Yeah. What is it about this defense that, that has given Tom Brady so much problems? It's a terrible matchup for him. And when you look at it, this is the only team in the NFL – that totally matches up against their weapons. And so you have uh, Lattimore matches Peace. up against Evans. Evans. Kills Evans every yeah. time he and, plays. I mean, that, that's in their favor. You've got Jenkins is a rare win matchup for the defense against Gronkowski because he has corner skills and a big, big body safety type guy. And then you have the kid with the two names as a great slot guy. <laughs> uh, Johnson. Yeah, so that, that dude. And, and then you have you Roby. Roby as well. And then you got Roby. So to me, it's like they win these matchups. The other thing they do is they bring internal pressure yep. on Brady. And that's something we always just try to do, get him off his spot. People talk about it. Well, how do you get him off his spot? You isolate through the middle. And, and for them, they, they move Cam Jordan over that right guard. And he just – Barbecue chicken every time. Oh, he was killing him. I mean, it, and that was the isolation they looked for. The other thing is you'd run uh, stunts, blitzes through the middle, and, and, it, and it bothers them. And New Orleans, they have those matchups, but they don't just play cover one, all right? They run all kind two of – Fifty-five. Yep. Two-man, yep, so 55. They'll run one robber, one rat, and the rat means the, the low dropper, the, the trapper is the That's linebacker. That's what got barbecue chicken doing. That's exactly right, and <laughs> – and then the other one is the one robber means the safety comes down. Uh, they're showing too high, and they bring the safety down. We saw that the last time they played for an interception. And, and then they play what we call a Raider coverage. So they'll play single high, but then they're running outside leverage uh, man coverage. And so they run all these type of things, and they do it at, after the, the ball is snapped. So they make him uh, this, you know, read this, and they, they have the, uh, the pocket – uh, being collapsed in his face, so mm-hmm. that's why it works for them, and it's not going to work. Look, Green Bay Packers—they play the Green, or you know, Tampa plays Green Bay. Green Bay's a zone team. Yep. Tom Brady's going to carve them up. Yep. You know, they play the Dallas Cowboys. They can't play. They don't match up like this. So nobody else matches up like that. But the Saints, unfortunately, is a team without a, without a quarterback, without yeah, a quarterback, without an offense. So that's what, that's the thing because you know we've seen the Giants do it to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. You guys, you know, obviously had those days with the Jets where you were able to get pressure on him. So Ravens it's, it's as well. not a matter of hey, just do this. It's you got to have the personnel to do this, and that's why Brady has success because a lot of times he faced teams that don't have that personnel. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and it's just look, it's it's frustrating as hell going against this this guy. But, uh, you know, the Saints, I knew it. And I, I tried to tell people Sunday it's a horrible matchup. But I wasn't very convincing because I still thought Tampa would win the game. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's the feeling we're having here. We only have about 30 seconds, but I did want to ask you about the Colts and what you think of them uh, as a team that might be a dark horse in you this race pair them here. Together. you got to pair Colts and San Francisco because I think they're the same yeah. team just yeah. in two different divisions. You must love the way both those teams are playing right I now. I absolutely do. And the Colts, to me, are the most dangerous team in the National Football League because 
They can pound the football on you, and they create turnovers on defense. But that run game is, is going. But what's their Achilles heel? They, they got Carson Wentz. Yep. So it's what are you going to do? He's, he's the yeah. wild card so, player. That's he, an amazing he is. Look, the guy's got amazing ability, but he can turn the ball over at any time. And then the, the question I have with the Niners, I love the Niners, but if one of the core four is out, so Bosa, Garoppolo, uh, Kittle, uh, or, or Debo Samuel, if one of those guys out, they don't function. Top when head. when those guys are all playing together and healthy, they can beat any team in the league. All right, that's Rex Ryan. Give us a straight talk by Straight Talk Wireless. No, Real contact, talk. no compromise. Who is the best team in the NFC? We'll discuss next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.